With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielan. And I'm Connor Flatter. This is our 76th official episode. Today we're doing NBA preview, NBA power rankings, and I'm really excited. We got a shortened season probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 72 games, I think. 72 games, so let's get right into it. At 15, I have our New York Knicks. It hurts a little. <laughs> it hurts a little bit, but yeah. I, <laughs> I, say I, it, I say it proudly. We're going to get uh, who's ever the number one pick next year. Cape Cunningham. Cape Cunningham. Well, so, so yeah, sadly, I agree with you. Knicks at 15, and, and so we're, we're going through, we're basically predicting the end of year standings in the Eastern Conference for next year. I agree, Knicks at 15. I, at the end of the day, what were we last year? 13? Um, maybe 12. Dude, I, I don't think that speaks to us being decent. I, I think that speaks to... Yeah, yeah. and I was going to say... The polarization to where mm-hmm. you have a bunch of... Like one through... I mean, I guess like one through like seven in the East is really good, and then the rest are really bad. Whereas in the West, it's a, it's a little bit more like everyone's pretty good. But in the East, you have the Knicks, who are might as well be the worst team in the league, and they only get like the seventh or eighth overall pick. Yeah, I, I guess part of what I was going to say... Is that I think that a lot of the teams that were below us have also added some veterans or have gotten yeah. a little bit better. Since last season. We'll get into that. Like I think it's mostly marginal. Like I think a lot of the teams at the bottom of the Eastern Conference are still going to be bad. Um, I think the difference with the Knicks is that we've actually gotten rid of some of our veterans, guys like Bob yeah. and Portis, Taj Gibson, whatever. We actually didn't bring back, and and so that's that was part. That's part of the the great thing about what the Knicks did last last season. I guess I shouldn't call it call it great at all. It wasn't. Um, but even when we struck out on Katie and Kyrie and we signed a bunch of veteran power forwards to contracts, <laughs> we signed them on one plus one deals. Um, so that so that means that means that we had we had the option to let them walk. We had they we gave them team options. Um, and so basically we just freed up a lot of money. And this year we we drafted Obi Top in another power forward. Another power forward, yeah, just replacing that part of the rotation. Obviously we still have RJ Barrett and uh, Mitchell Robinson as our sort of big Two star, two young stars right now. Like I don't know, future's not looking so great for the Knicks. But Big three, yeah. Okay, whatever. I, I have more to say on this topic later. But let's go to fourteen. Sure. I have, the, I have the Detroit Pistons. I think that I was looking through their jet chart. I was like, okay, they have Derrick Rose, they have Blake Griffin. I like part of this is sort of assuming that Blake Griffin will get injured or just won't be good, um, because we've seen like he was pretty good like two years ago, but he had he had like another surgery this year. He can't seem to stay healthy. And and they have Jeremy Grant, which was like their big signing. Like yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They brought him for like twenty. They like really overpaid him. Good for him, whatever. But I think the fact that Jeremy Grant is your really big signing, when he's a guy that you would love to have on your team, but you want to have him on your team as your fifth best player. You don't want him Agreed. on your team as your like second best player. Right? Exactly. And so because yeah. he can't create his own shot. So for that reason, I don't really see how they're going to put up any points. Especially they got rid of Luke Kennard, who like was at least a, a guy who could put who, who could get buckets. And so for that, I have them at 14. I see them having a bad season. I I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Uh, I have the Cavs at 14 and the Pistons at 13. Um, the Cavs, I think, 
for for one thing, the Cavs were 15 last year, so they were dead last in the Eastern yeah. Conference. I think the worst team in the in NBA. I'd have to check the Western Conference too. I can do that real quick. Yeah, they were. Oh no, the Warriors were worse. But yeah. obviously, that's not going to be the case this year. Um, the Cavs, I think. Uh, they were the worst team in the Eastern Conference last year, and I really don't think they've gotten much better, right? Like, okay, Andre Drummond, they added since, uh, and sort of towards the end of last season. The former All-Star. So, former so you can make the argument he might earn them a couple extra wins, but at the same time, like, he was there for part of last season. Um, still got, like, Kevin Love, and, like, Kevin Love's been, like, sort of in and out of the rotation, like, really doesn't even seem like he wants to be there that much. I don't know. It's a very weird group. I, and and who, who do they draft? They drafted Isaiah Okoro, which I think yeah. is, is sort of a win-now player. Like, I think he can kind of come in and translate and just be, like, a very solid wing. I should know that they drafted Isaac Okoro, but my bad. Um, <laughs> number fifth overall, but I don't know. I, I Again, like, Isaac Okoro is supposed to be a solid defender, but but from what I know about him, I think he's going to be a bit of a project kind of guy. I'm, I also don't watch that much college basketball. Yeah. So I don't really know how he's going to affect winning, but I still, I just, I, I'm going to put the, I'm going to, I'm going to give the Pistons a slight edge over the Cavs. I'm telling you right now, keep a head out for Colin Sexton, bro. I think, I think he'll come well, out a, and have a good season. Like, I, I think, he's I always think been able to be put up. As long as, as Darius Garland's in the backcourt with him is my only problem. Like, I think they'll hurt each other. I think, I mean, this will be another good year to test that, but I think, I agree with you. I think Colin Sexton is like the best scorer on this team. And, and I think that they should, they should run with that. Um, they should probably move on from Darius Garland. I really don't know why they drafted him after spending with like the eighth overall pick on on the the year before. But hey, that's a Vanderbilt Commodore is. right there. No offense to Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> anyway. Shout out, shout out to uh, to I don't know her name. I forget her name, but the girl who made Sarah history, Fuller. Sarah Fuller, with the uh, with the with the kick in the in the Vanderbilt football game. That was that was very that funny. was very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and so the Pistons at thirteen. I give them the slight edge over the Cavs. One because of Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, whatever. Like they have some, they have some vets that were there last year that are kind of big names. But also, I don't love the like they brought in Mason Plumley and like uh, Jeremy Grant, yeah, and, they, like they, a bunch of centers basically. They, they pulled mix with power forwards, but with centers. And also, they just totally screwed up by like not bringing back Christian Wood. That's a huge mistake. Yeah. Like okay, we could talk about that for a while too, but. At the end of the day, I think I don't think the Pistons are going to be very good, but they brought in some veterans, and I don't think it's going to help them in the long run. But like Jeremy Grant, I think could make them, you know, could give them an extra couple wins over the Pistons. Uh, or sorry, over the Cavs and the Knicks. Um, yeah, I so, assume you have the, then the yeah. Cavs at thirteen. If you have the Pistons at fourteen, that is correct. So we have the same 13, 14, 15 in a slightly different order, but it doesn't really matter. They're okay. all going to suck. At twelve, just above that, I have the Charlotte Hornets. Agreed. This is where just, this this is where we're starting to get a little bit more interesting. I think the Charlotte Hornets are arguably the most interesting team of this offseason. Okay. We'll get into the, it's one of the other most interesting teams Pe- in these spots for now. But. I don't know. I feel like like people, I feel like it's cool to just say, oh, the Charlotte Hornets are going to be like interesting this year. Like, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I said they're, uh, one, I said they're one of the most interesting offseasons. Uh, I didn't okay. say they're one of the most interesting okay. teams. I'm like, I'm like, calm down. Like, Yeah, I know. Well, I have them at the 12th seed. Like, I'm not, like, like, if you think the Charlotte Hornets are making the playoffs, I'm sorry. But that, you, that no. looks a little bad on you. No, but like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like you, you said this and you said it and, and I've heard like, Kenny and a couple other guys say this, that like, oh, the Charlotte Hornets are going to be fun to watch this year. I don't, I don't think I ever said that, but if I, I did, I, 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 I don't mean, I don't think that's true. More fun to watch than they were last year. You got to give them that. Okay. Because Lamella Ball exists. Okay. 
but like that's that's not saying much. Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's true. And so, for that, I would say like Lamelo will be cool. I don't have this infatuation with Gordon Hayward and, and PJ yeah. Washington. I don't see him like making a jump. I think we all know what PJ Washington is going to be. So I feel like this is, is pretty standard. Uh, except for Lamelo Ball, I hope Lamelo does good. I think it right. makes sense. Hope, I, I, I'm surprised they haven't traded Terry Rozier, but I, yeah, I think uh, they will eventually. The one thing to bring up with with the Hornets is like, okay, so they spent the number three overall pick on Lamelo Ball. I think a lot of people are expecting Lamelo Ball to come in and be in Rookie of the Year conversation. I said this in an episode a few days, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a few weeks ago, I guess, or maybe actually like in our last episode. I don't even remember, but we brought up the fact that. Lamella Ball shot like 25% from three in whatever, in, in the Australian league that he plays in, I think NBL. Um, and I was like, yeah, that's basically what he's going to come in and do in the NBA too. I, I think that, what, I think, I, and we've been tweeting about this, I think that the Charlotte Hornets were kind of a perfect landing spot for Lamella Ball because they don't have a lot to lose. Yeah. This He has free reign this season basically you know, just to chuck and figure things out and sure. suck for this year. And then and then maybe he'll be like NBA ready a couple a couple years from now. But I think you don't you don't draft Lamelo Ball to like tame him and make him an NBA point guard right now. You t- you draft Lamelo Ball with the hopes that like somehow he's gonna boom and like whatever crazy flashes he shows are gonna work themselves out. Um, and that's definitely not gonna happen this year. But there's a chance it happens, you know, three four years from now. And so this year I think should be a total like test lab for the Charlotte Hornets. It's a little weird that Gordon Hayward is there. They definitely overpaid for him. Um, that was but, ridiculous. But he's a good player. Like, he's averaged 20 points per game before. He almost averaged 20 points per game as, like, the fourth option on the Celtics last year, which is, like, impressive. Yeah. Um, he's obviously a good player. It's kind of weird, but, like, good for him for getting his bag again. Yeah, people are saying, like, Gordon Hayward has the worst contract in the league. It's like, okay, so what? It's not like he's on a good team. Like, like you, you, yeah. always, hear, you always hear that, like, uh, like a certain contract is so like the Al Horford contract or the Tobias Harris contract are so bad because those teams are playoff teams. Exactly. Right? I mean, the 76ers obviously had would like to have spent that money on other things. The Charlotte Hornets aren't going to turn around and spend the money they spent on on Gordon Hayward and other places if yeah. we're being realistic. Agreed. Um, so for that reason, we both have them at twelve. Yeah. Um, for number eleven, I have the Orlando Magic. Agreed. <laughs> Bro, did you copy my? Okay. I did not. I did and who, not. who do you have for ten? I base it off of last year's standings, right? So, so if you look at last year's standings and, and you, you make some shifts around, um, and number ten, I had the Hawks. Really? Yeah. I had the Hawks as the eight seed. Interesting. Okay. I, okay. I, we'll I'm get, like, I'm so confident. We'll like, like you, I want to hear your explanation because, like, okay, let's talk about the Magic real quick. Whatever. Uh, Marco Fultz, I hope he'll be good. Cole Anthony was a great pick in in like the late lottery, and then I, I have them here just because they have a bunch of guys who are like. Fairly old, fairly good at getting buckets, like Evan Fournier, like Terrence Ross, like Aaron Gordon, and like Vucevic. They just have a bunch of like solid 27-year-old guys to where they're going to be better than like the Knicks, who just have a bunch of 23-year-olds. And, and the, thing, the thing to mention about the Magic for me, and, and, and for you as well, so they were the AC last year, and we both had them as 11. So we have them, we both have them falling out of the playoffs. We're sort of pointing to the Magic as the odd man out. When all of these other teams in the Eastern Conference are like getting slightly better, they're drafting new younger guys. It seems like the Magic kind of did nothing to really improve. Like you could, you could make the argument that Cole Anthony was a good pick, which you just said. I'm not really a fan. I, I don't like his. I think he's inconsistent and kind of unreliable. Us, us New York point guards. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm not super high on Cole Anthony, but 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 it's not a negative by any means. Um, but but yeah, I, I think guess I see the Magic as the, as the team's going to drop a few spots to make way for other teams kind of moving up in the standings. 
Um, which, by the way, um, so they, they're just going to miss it at 11. But the current situation right now is we're going to have another play-in game like we did last year. Yeah. Um, but not just the 8, the 9. We're going to have the 7, 8, 9, and 10, yeah. most likely. So, so for that reason, at the 10 seed, I have the Wizards coming in. And I think Interesting. So I, we have so we have the Wizards and the Hawks flipped. I have the I have the Wizards at the, as the A seed, and you I, have the Hawks. I as honestly the, I could see that. And I, I think the Hawks are clearly an eight. But I think my, my nine is my nine is the Bulls, and my ten is the Wizards. I could easily see those flipped. But I think the Hawks are a bit better. Um, the reason I, I have the Wizards here at number ten. I'm pretty high on them, honestly. I'm just also high on the other teams. I think John Wall is going to come back. He's going to be very solid. Like he's going to be like yeah. fringe all star. I would say he's not going to make it. He'll be like fringe all star, especially in the East, which has some weak, which has some weak depth when it comes to all stars. And so I've I have the Wizards coming in there. Bradley Beal's going to tear it up. Everyone's everyone's forgetting how good Bradley Beal is. Like he, the fact that he wasn't an all star last year is a hate crime. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. Um, and so and they have, they have Davis. I think Rui's going to get another year better. Thomas Bryant's going to get another year better. I think. Um, Denny could come in and be solid, right? And so I think that they just have a bunch of guys who like know how to hoop. John Wall knows how to hoop. Bradley Bill knows how to hoop. Josh Bertans knows how to hoop. I, I think Rui is is old enough to where he's also a win now player. He's how old? He's like twenty two or something. Okay. Like he 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 was an older rookie, I believe, coming in, and his game is pretty polished. Like he plays like an older guy. Like he's he's like, twenty two. Yeah. yeah he's, he's I don't like, know. I would I wouldn't say that his game is polished. I would say that he's like his body is pretty NBA ready. He's like six eight and pretty muscular. Like I think he has yeah. a solid frame. I'm saying he doesn't he doesn't feel like a second year player. He started playing basketball when he was like sixteen or something though. So he he is one of those guys to me that it's like he he's a he's an athlete and he still is getting there as a basketball player. Um, like like his jump shot and stuff like that needs work. But yeah, I mean, so 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 I I have the word. So I have I shouldn't be making the argument against the Wizards because I have them as the A seed. Um, I guess I'll since you you were talking about the Wizards, I'll talk about the Wizards at, at the A seed for me. Um, I, I guess it comes it comes mostly down to, to Bradley Beal. Like I think Bradley Beal is going to have another season where he averages close to thirty points per game, and I think that it, it's also the John Wall thing. Like John Wall is coming off of two full years of not playing basketball. In some ways, that will probably hurt him. He's gonna be he's gonna be rusty. He's gonna come out of the gates probably a little bit slow, but in other ways, he's gonna have fresh legs. And for a guy that relies a lot on his athleticism, his quickness, his speed, I do actually believe that that John Wall is gonna come out and kind of be more like explosive than we've ever seen. Quick him. tangent: Who the hell does John Wall think he is? Did you hear? He like requested a trade. Yeah, <laughs> I did hear that. <laughs> like you have been injured for two years. That's true. That's that's why you, you've been injured for two years on the worst contract in the NBA, my guy. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Well, like, also, also sliding out the second you come back. <laughs> on the on the very off chance that that the Russell Westbrook for John Wall exchange happens, then then my Wizards it seed is is more likely. I would say. I agree. But even so, with with John Wall in place, I I don't know that if I would say he's gonna be a fringe All Star this year, because I think. The East has got some guys who are like coming back and who are getting better. Like like Kyrie, for example. I don't even think sure. Kyrie was an All Star last year, correct? Because he's injured. Um, you got Drew Holiday coming over from the West. He's Bradley like, Beal. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Beal made else. Like I, I don't think that that John Wall is going to be the All Star team. Um, Victor Oladipo is coming off of injuries, right? So maybe he's going to come back stronger. There's a lot of guys who are going to be in that conversation. So I wouldn't say that he, that John Wall is going to be the All Star team. I do think he's going to be a player that impacts winning for, for the Wizards, and they were the 10th seed last year. I don't think it's ridiculous to expect him to make 
to make a jump along with some of the other teams that are moving up. Um, part of it is also, okay, I have the Hawks at 10. I'll shift over to them. Yeah, let's talk about them. I'm, I'm very excited about the so, Hawks. I'm not, yeah, so, 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 so people, I would think, would say that the Hawks are the biggest winner of this offseason. Um, <sighs> and I would say that because you brought in young talent, yet you're also winning now. Because mm, you know the, what I forgot? I forgot that Bogdan Bogdanovich went thing went through. Yeah, dude, it went through. That factors in. Yeah, because he he's the epitome of younger guy, which is what a team like the Hawks wants because they're all young and they want to grow together. And yet, you still he he can come in right now and get you buckets from any spot on the floor. All right, he's so like, me, he's like a very solid starter. Let whereas, me trade. Whereas last year they were starting like Cam Reddish, which let, is like no offense to Cam Reddish, but. Yeah, Bogdan's better. You know. Let me trade on my list. Um, Making them switch. Bulls, Bulls for Hawks. So, so, so I'm gonna go Knicks, Cavs, Pistons, Hornets, Magic, Bulls, Hawks, Wizards. Um, that's where we're at so far. Um, so, so I have Hawks just being the, being the nine seeds and the tenth. Uh, okay, so so <laughs> I have them on as you. I mixed. I mixed about. I mixed about the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks thing. I'm not as high as a lot of people on this. Like the only downside is is defense, which is yeah, but, half but, basketball. But Chris, but Chris Dunn is actually a big signing for that. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because with Trey, if there's any moment where Trey Young is just getting absolutely crushed on the on the defensive side of the ball, he's put in. You put in. Yeah, Chris Dunn. And, you, and you stick Trey Young on like Duncan Robinson or something, just like like. A, a good player. Well, not, yeah, not every team is. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 just like on the on the shooter. But also, but also, Duncan Robinson could shoot right over Trey. So even that is no. But, but I'm saying all Trey Young has to do is just follow him around rather than actually yeah, playing on ball defense. Even so, like Trey Young's defensive instincts aren't really great enough for that either. But well, you teach him. Trey Young. Trey Young is arguably the worst perimeter defender in the NBA. And we keep, we keep okay, saying that. Okay. But, yeah, we keep saying so that. So that's not. That's, my point is that's also something that's super easy to hide. Um, I guess I'm not totally buying it because I think that people said the same thing about the Hawks last year, and they were the four, and they were the 14th seed. Like people, people last year were like, "Oh, the Hawks might make the playoffs," and they were at 14. But, but they didn't, they um, didn't bring in guys who are actually contributing to winning basketball. It was, it was relying on the growth of Trey Young. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm saying that I, I'm putting Trey Young on in the sort of like Carl Anthony Towns category until further notice, which is like. You gotta show me a little something, or I'm not that high on you. Okay, I, I would just say right now that this current Hawks roster is better than any roster Cat has had, except for that one Jimmy Butler year. Yeah, that's because, that's true. Like Kev, Kevin Herter, I, I don't know, jury's still out on Kevin Herter, but you've you've Bogdanovich, who, who's a win now player, you've John Collins, who's proven to be like but very think... solid, and then you you have Clint Capella, who is who is who was not on the team for three quarters of, of the year last year. Yeah, well, we haven't seen Clint Capella and Trey Young play together. Yeah, so that's exactly. So, so in terms of new win-now players that can turn this Hawks team from a 14 seed into an 8 of seed. Of course. They're, you they, have, they made serious upgrades. You have Bogdanovich, yeah. you have Capella, you have Rajon Rondo, you have Danilo Gallinari, who might yeah, be the second-best the second player on this team, um, and you have Chris Dunn. And those are all win-now players. Not to mention you've got like, a very, very solid guy in Onyeka Okamu, hopefully, because he seems like such a cool guy. Like I, I watched an interview of his. He seems like a very down-to-earth dude. Um, so for that reason, you have a bunch of guys who are, who are like older and you bring in, and you have just a bunch of guys who are still younger and they're growing. And for that reason, I think this is going to be a great season for the Hawks. Yeah, I, I, I guess I, I see it on paper. I'm just like... I, I, I'm basically I'm betting on like it doesn't it doesn't work that perfectly and and, and I 
I'm hesitant putting the wizards over them, but the wizards are more proven to me. Like I like even like like Tran versus Bradley Beal, I'll take Bradley Beal any day right now as the better player. I disagree. Player. You think that you think Trae Young's a better player than Bradley Beal? Trae Young was an all-star starter last year. Bradley Beal didn't make the team. He should have. Okay, and they, they, it but, wasn't it wasn't like a winning thing. They they basically the same record. Yeah. Uh I don't know. I, I think, think Trae Young's a better player. I think that there's I, I talk about this a decent amount. I think there's an there's an effect, and, and I kind of I feel like I should like make I should write an article on this or, or make make a video about this, but there's an effect about young players in the NBA, and so it's happening with Michael Porter Jr. It's happening with Trey Young. It's happening, to some extent with Luca, but also like Luca is a legitimate with, MVP. Some extent with Jason Tatum. Yeah, sure. Last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Name name whatever young player it is. It's the guys that have been on like oh Cole Anthony's one of them. Um, Lamelo Ball, the, the guys who have been in high school mixtapes that people have seen grow up and have been attached to on the internet for a while, um, people hype them up. And, and so on, so you can you can go on Instagram, you'll see clips of Trey and lighting it up, right? Like not missing from threes. But but what gets left out is is the mistakes they make, and and, and so it's sort of like glorifying these players, putting them up on a pedestal, but it doesn't show their mistakes. And so if, if all you do is take from a two and a half hour long game, take the three baskets that Michael Porter Jr. makes, that's the only clips that somebody sees at that game. Well, somebody's gonna think, oh wow, Michael Porter Jr. is crazy. And so all of a sudden people are thinking that like Michael Porter Jr. is like a starter on a team that made it to the Western Conference Finals. And like Michael Porter Jr. is next up. He's gonna be the difference. So watch the, the, the Nuggets win the finals next year because Michael Porter Jr. is coming at you. Like, yeah, Michael Porter Jr. is good, but like, chill out a little bit he's still a role player and, and so everybody's excited about him because he was the best prospect in high school at one point but he's also got these back injuries and so i think that it's sort of the social media young player effect where, where people will just sort of ignore any downsides of a player right and so for training it's mostly the defense but i guess i guess what i'm saying is like i think everybody loves to root for trey young right now and for good reason he obviously he's doing incredible things but I think when you really look at it, it's like he hasn't proven that much. He's proven that he can put up stats. That's for sure. He hasn't proven that he can win basketball games. Okay. Um, a, and so I'm just—he's just, been, been in the league two years on a bad team. Yeah, but but look at Luca. It's okay. really kind of a response. Okay. Well, Are Luca's teams that good? Minus Porzingis. I would say they're be they're better constructed than than last year, who had like like cristiano felicio or like bruno Bru yeah, fernando was sure. like yeah. the second best big yeah and, and, and it's also it's also john collins same thing with john collins i don't think john collins is a player that really contributes to winning as much as his stats would indicate um i, I also that. i also think john collins might get traded the hawks have a bit of an issue right now where they have too many guys in the front court another thing i was thinking about writing an article or making a video of that is on yucca kongu clink Capella, danilo gallinari and john collins yes yeah, it's a little crowded definitely. um and so we'll see what happens with that the Hawks are a super interesting team, and I'm excited to watch them. But nine to I think fourteen to nine is as much of a jump as I'm willing to predict that they will make. Yeah. Okay. Um. Quickly before we get to the actual playoff teams, yeah. Chicago Bulls. I don't really have that much to say about them. I I think that they're gonna be they're all gonna, they're gonna get a little bit better just because their 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 entire starting line. No, oh, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I was just saying their entire their entire starting lineup is twenty five or below. Yeah, and so they're all just getting one year better. Um, and and so I think that's they're just gonna have internal improvements. They didn't do any external improvements except for Patrick Williams. And so yeah, for that, Patrick Williams is young though. Patrick Williams is only like yeah, I know. That, that was, wait, wait, was he a, was he a freshman? 
Yeah. So so Patrick Williams is young, and I think the youngest dude in maybe, the draft. So maybe give him some time. Yeah, I thought so. Um, and so yeah, for that reason, I've done at the nine. Hope they do well. It's whatever. Yeah, um, I I have a ten, but yeah. I, I, the, Part of I think there will be some improvement there. I have him going up one spot, and I was thinking originally two. It's mostly just because of Jim Boyle and Tooney. I yeah. think I think that just having a better coach um, and Billy Donovan is actually going to make a difference for this team. Okay, so on to the actual playoff teams. Yeah, you have the Wizards at eight. I have the Hawks at eight. Yep. At seven, I have the Pacers. Agreed. I think I think that's pretty reasonable. They're like yeah. they're, they're the they're the best of the. Not elite teams, or they're the worst of the elite teams. Pick, what's, pick whichever one you want. What's interesting about, about the Pacers? And they have been uh, the past two years. Yeah, sure. What's interesting about the Pacers is that they were the four seed last year, and I was comparing. So, so yeah, when I was seen. making when I was making this list, I just copied last year's standings into the year and then traded teams around, and flipped them around until I had the list that I was going to go with. I moved the Pacers down from four to seven, and so did you. And that felt a little wrong because they didn't get worse. We've made, the, we've made the mistake, yeah. So one, one, for one, they didn't get worse, and we've also made the mistake the last two years of putting the Pacers a little bit too low. At least I have, uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure like you've missed about like, one spot. Like last year, you had them at like five, they were four, something like that. But I'm doing it again, and like maybe I'll come to regret that. Maybe I'll look silly for for guiding the Pacers again, but. I like the direction, I like the positive direction that all these other teams are going in, and I am feeling eh about the Pacers. I don't know how to, I don't know how to phrase it. It's like the Pacers didn't really get better. They didn't do. They weren't exciting this off season, but it's also they didn't get worse. So maybe yeah. they should just be where they were. But for some reason, I just like. I think a lot of my gut tells me put them at seven. My only other thing is all these other teams did get better, except for I would say except for like. Maybe the Celtics or maybe the Raptors, but the rest of the the rest of the teams all got better. Um, mm-hmm. So for that reason, Pacers is seven. Um, hope they do well. Still a Malcolm Brogdon stand for no reason, um, and for that reason, I have them at seven. It's you know, interesting. It's interesting that Miles Turner and Sabonis are both still on the team. Yeah. As of now, it looks like that's going to be true on December twenty second when the season starts. We'll see. Yeah. At number six, dude. Three through six is so interchangeable. Like I have no, I have no good reason why my <laughs> why my three yeah. is not at six and why my six is not at three. Okay. Um, but at six, I have the 76ers. Me too, dude. But here's here's my thing. I wanted to put them so much higher because I am a believer in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Because I, I just, okay. I think that they're individually or as a duo. As a Cause, duo, because that's that's more of a hot take. As a, as duo. A, as yeah. a duo, I think that they're going to be very good this year. And plus, they added some shooters. They added Landry Shamit, and they added uh, they added Seth Curry, and and they got rid of Al Horford. Yeah. And so for that reason, they have a little bit more cap space. I think Tobias Harris will be pretty chill, especially under Doc Rivers, his old coach. And I think that they added some shooting, which will mm-hmm. be cool. I really wanted to put them above my five, and I really wanted to put them above my four, but I was like. I think they're probably yeah. going to finish like one game behind. Maybe because like uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid both have some injury problems, so they're probably going to miss a few games. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're a worse team. I just think they, I just think they'll be like slightly lower. Where did where did you have them last year on your predictions? I don't remember off the top of my head where I, where I had them, but I think it was two maybe. Yeah, like, like yeah. we both had them like probably like top one, you know, like one or two. I feel like uh, yeah, I feel like you took. Uh, did you? I think you had them in the championship. I might have. I'm, I was high on the Bucks from the beginning of the year, um, even though I didn't pick Giannis repeating for MVP, which I'm still mad about. 
Jokic. Yeah. I have, 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 Oh, let me let me, let me, let me say okay. something about Sixers real quick. I like that. I like what Jeremy is doing. I think that I think that the moves he's made have have all been good. I agree with everything so far. I like that he didn't come in and trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid right away. From a purely talent perspective, they haven't gotten that much better, and so it's hard for me to see them winning that much more that many more games. Again, they, they freed up a ton of money. They got a little bit more shooting, but I don't think it's enough to like beat the difference between them being the sixth seed and, and like what we were hoped they would be last year. Again, this is also sort of a reflection of the regular season. Yeah. I would probably pick the 76ers right now in a series m- over one or two of the teams that they're below. Yeah, um, I mean, when you think about you think about the, the, the you know, four bounces on the rim series against the Raptors a couple of years ago, yeah. like it's hard not to be high on the Sixers. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not making the mistake of and, picking them in the regular season to be great. Yeah, but this is this is my hot take right now. I have them. I would have them right now in a seven game series in the, in the playoffs, beating who I have at number five, which is the Toronto Raptors. Okay. And so I, I don't have the Raptors at five, but but my question then is: so who be, who did they lose to in the first round this year? Um, well, they got they got destroyed by the Celtics. By Celtics. But Joel but Joel so, Embiid was out. Ben Simmons was out. Joel Embiid was out. So, so, so are you just blaming me on that? Like, do you think? Yeah, and, and also, do you think the results are better? They're one year older. They're one year better. They, okay. have, they have more okay. shooting. I buy it. They have, one, they have more shooting, and I think like if, if they're both there, like their defense is on lock, right? Yeah. And so for that reason, I think they're gonna be really good. Um, who do you have at five? Okay, you said you have the Raptors. I have the Heat. Yeah, um, heat. yeah I have the Heat at four. Okay, this is um, the same spot as the Heat as the Heat uh, from last year. Um, same thing for the 76ers, actually. I have, them, I have them basically both just, like, staying in place while other teams move around the, around teams, them. Yeah. Once again, like, the Heat are going to be in contention to make it to the finals again next year. Their team is pretty much the same. Um, sort of, like, one-year-older thing is true for, like, Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo, all them. They all get their money, and so, like, <laughs> yeah. everybody's happy. The Heat are going to be back next year, and they're going to be good. They re-signed Goran Dragic. Like, everything is good in Miami. They weren't in a leap regular season team last season i have no reason to think that they will be this season like i don't I'm i don't think something really clicked in the bubble like that's going to be ch- ch- it's going to change I, the I, regular t- season. I totally agree people are asking yeah. like oh who do you have your for your finals predictions next year and people are like the heat and i'm like well, like what are you like i do not think that they're going back to the finals next oh, year whatsoever i i know i know I, that's not what i meant to that's not I, what i, 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 I know, to say. I, know. Yeah. I, I i'm just saying that even though i have the heat at four i'm not high on them necessarily at all, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I would not be surprised if they got bounced in the first round. Okay, I I wouldn't say that. I, I mean, like I would like if if they face the Raptors, I don't know, I don't like I don't know who I'm picking. If I if they I face think 76ers, the Raptors for sure. If, if they face, oh, no, if we they, don't need to get into the playoffs. Yeah, if they yeah, face seventy sixers, I, I don't know. Yeah. And so yeah, like I I think that I again I don't fully buy this hype that like Jimmy Butler is a top ten player. Like that's a that's a over. I mean I kind of I kind of think he. he he was at least for the bubble. But the, 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 the question is, the question is, what was what all of them were doing sustainable? For the regular season, at least, no. Like, like there. My my point, what I was trying to make was, so I said, like, I don't think something clicked in the bubble last year. Is I, I don't think it was like all of a sudden everybody like hit their stride and that's like sustainable and now they're going to come into this season and it's going to be the exact same thing. Like, I don't think that they they flipped a switch and now everything is good and all of a sudden the Heat are going to be the best team in the Eastern Conference. 
I think it was like everybody got high at once in the playoffs. Everybody like hit a new playoff gear and everything was intense and it was just like all working and everything kind of fell into place for them and it worked out great. I don't think that's sustainable in the regular season. I think they're going to put together a pretty similar performance in the regular season and hopefully for their sake in the playoffs too. Um, if they repeat what they did last season, that is a huge win for the Miami Heat in my opinion. Um, but I think that that's sort of their ceiling is repeating what they did last season. Yeah, and they had a decent offseason. They drafted Precious Achua, which is a very solid pick. I feel like he'll fit in with their culture. They, they picked up Avery Bradley, which is a good back guard, and they picked up Mo Harkless, who could actually potentially be a starter for them, um, who's also pretty solid. Um, so for that reason, I have them at four, you have them at five. I have the Raptors at five, and you have the Raptors at four. They're pretty much, like, I, I, I wanted to put them at six, but I'm like, the Raptors are not falling four spots for losing Serge Ibaka, right? That's the that's the only real difference on their team, that they lost Serge Ibaka. Marcus Gasol, too. But Marcus Gasol was not, did not have a good season last year. He, yeah, they he, kept trying he to He did not really contribute. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's my thing. Like, okay, how do I justify them dropping three spots? Kyle Lowry's a year older, and they lost Serge Ibaka, and, and I'm out. Right, like they, they, that, that was, those are the reasons, and and that's not warranting them dropping four. That's warranting them dropping three, and just other teams getting better, you know. So for that reason, I have four Heat, five Raptors, six 76ers. Yeah, I, so I guess I'm even I'm even more buying into like they're not going to drop that much than you are because I have uh, Raptors at four. For three, I have the Celtics. I felt a little weird having them this high because they lost Gordon Hayward and they didn't really make a move for a center. But I, I thought that, and so I was like, okay, if they if they lost Gordon Hayward and they didn't really make a move for a center, then why, like why do I why do I have them why do I have them at the three spot when a bunch of other teams got better? Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I don't know why like I have this I have the seventy sixes behind the Celtics even though it's three and six. And my answer was I think Jason Tatum is just going to be an All NBA player next year. Yeah. And so th- that was that was my that was like oh the, the and I think Jalen Brown very well could be an all-star it's all like okay it's just gonna be internal improvements yeah i got the nets at three really so so me and you have the nets and Celtics slipped i i wouldn't i would not go that far what do you think Celtics at two no yeah yeah i I have celtics at three i i I had the bucks and the nets here and then the rest yeah no i I think i think when it comes to the playoffs that i'll have the i'll have the nets as a favorite over the celtics and the regular season give me the Celtics, and I'm not sure I can really rationalize it that much, but I but I, I think it. it. I think it. Um, part of it is the is the Katie and the Katie and Kyrie injury history thing. Um, like, are we going to get a, a, a healthy Katie and a healthy Kyrie for every game? I'm not so sure. Um, I still think they're just so good. Like they have so many shot creators to where it doesn't matter. Like they, I, well, I think they, they have Spencer Dinwiddie off their bench, and last year he was like their second best player. I think it's I think it's perfect for the playoffs. I mean, like I I really look forward to watching the Nets, like be in championship contention. Give me them at three though for the regular season, because I'm feeling eh. I'm feeling I'm feeling I'm like, eh about the regular season. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I said the 76ers had Landry Shamit. That's wrong. They have Danny Green. Um, so, oh. yeah, there's that. Um, the Nets have Landry Shamit. Makes sense. Another shooter. So, yeah, that. yeah. I, th- I think the Nets are going to be super solid. I think I think I almost had them. I was like, okay, are they going to win more games than the Bucks? And I was like, 
I like I had to think about it. You yeah, know? yeah, that's interesting. And the Bucks had the most wins in the league last year. But yeah, give me give me the Nets at three, and 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 for Celtics at two. The most interesting thing that this brings up for me is if I really believe the Celtics are at two, do I believe that Jason Tatum is an MVP candidate? <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm not confident enough. Like we'll, we'll talk about this when we do our MVP video. The answer is probably gonna be that I'm not confident enough in putting the Celtics at two to uh, to to pick Jason Tatum for MVP. But the Celtics were three last year. I have the Raptors losing more games. I don't think the Celtics are gonna be any worse. So naturally, that has the Celtics moving up in my mind. Now and 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 so. If I was going to put the Nets above the Celtics, then it would be the Nets are going to make the jump over them. I'm saying that the, Net, the Nets are going to fall just short. You know, like I, I like I really think this is going to be like within a couple games. Um, I think internal improvement is huge for the for the Celtics, and I think that the Gordon Hayward loss is real. I don't think it's going to hurt them like that much. I, I don't know. Like maybe that's maybe that's like maybe maybe that's crazy because yeah. because Gordon Hayward's good, but like. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba, like I, I, I and like Marcus Smart, I'm high on those guys. Um, I, I, they were sick in the playoffs. <laughs> like I don't know. I, Rational I, argument, they were sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just, I just like, I like the Celtics. I guess I don't know. I, it's a little hard for me to say because I haven't seen the Nets. I haven't seen the Nets on the court, and so it, it's, it's mostly just like I'm playing it safe. That's been a little bit of a theme for me. Like same thing with the Hawks. <laughs> The teams I haven't seen on the court, I'm like a little bit like, okay, like let's give it some time because that's what happened to the 76ers last year. It's like we were all like Al Horford, yo, like he's gonna be huge for them. And then like let's put the let's put the 76ers to the number one team in the East, and it totally backfired. Um, so I'm going with the like consistency of the Celtics haven't changed that much besides losing losing Gordon Hayward, and that leaves of course the Bucks at number one. Yeah, the Bucks have changed. I guess I, guess I shouldn't say that. We're not going to go into but, the whole thing because we had an episode I think two weeks ago about that. Yeah, go watch that and go watch our other things on YouTube. Um, but <laughs> I think that obviously the Bucks are great. They're especially good in the regular season just because Giannis is a yep. machine. They're just they're just overall a winning machine. Your place, uh, Eric Bledsoe was the guy who's better than Eric Bledsoe, and the rest just kind of stays the same. I was yeah. looking at their bench. I was like, okay, is their bench going to help them win 60 games, which is kind of what happened last year. I'm like, DJ Augustine's like, fine. Bryn Forbes is fine. Pat Connaughton's fine. Robbie Portis is fine. Um, but then I'm like, like all those guys can start on bad teams. And so yeah. Like, like, yeah, okay. Well, but also it's like, it's a little bit of, uh, like, how much... How like how great was their bench last year? Like it was better. Dude, I, I'm a I'm a Milwaukee Bucks 2019-2020 bench stand. But it was like okay, so so who they lose? They lost like they lost Robin Lopez, George Hill, Corver, Corver. But Corver was like old. Like Corver was not really in shape. Like, Maybe the numbers would disagree. I feel like I would watch Kyle Corver and I'd be like, this just is not the same guy from three years ago. I'm a Kyle Corver stand. Of course, I'm very handsome Kyle. man. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but but yeah, of course. I think about the Bucks that the biggest thing that they gave up in the Drew Holiday trade, which of course was the only one that went through because Bogdan Bogdanovich is now a hawk apparently, um, is 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 draft picks. And, and that's not that doesn't that affect performance. This year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so point. that's a good point. So I think I think that the Bucks, if anything, are a little bit better than last season. I don't know if I'm gonna pick them to win more games per se. Like, I think this is gonna be about the same. Um, but but yeah, I think the Bucks are the safe pick for the first seed in the East. And I'm going with it.
All right, so to summarize, I'm gonna give my 15 through one, then you give your 15 sure. through one. Yeah. So starting at 15, 15 Knicks, 14 Pistons, 13 Cavaliers, 12 Hornets, 11 Magic, 10 Wizards, nine Bulls, eight Hawks, seven Pacers, six 76ers, five Raptors, four Heat, three Celtics, two Nets, one Bucks. All right, I got my lottery teams is Knicks, Cavs, Pistons, Hornets, Magic, Bulls, Hawks, and then making the playoffs, Wizards, Pacers, 76ers, Heat, Raptors, Nets, Celtics, and of course, the Bucks. All right, so that's all we got. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening to this episode of Space Explorer Me Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, check out our YouTube channel and like and subscribe to all of that. And we're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, thank you. My name is Connor Geelan. I'm Connor Flannery. And see you next time. Peace. Shout out to Sarah Fuller. <laughs>